seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic. Hello and welcome to the Bandwidth Celtic podcast. My name is Lawrence Donegan and I'm joined today, as I'm joined every day, I don't know how long that'll last, by my good pal and co-host, Mr. Remy McSwain. How you doing, Rem? Raging. Raging? <laughs> I, I, I missed the game today and I could only see the report on Rangers radio and we lost 5-1. I'm raging. <laughs> Actually, I saw that. It reminded me, I, I, I remember the game at Ibrox, we lost 5-1 and I... I was I was I'd been out the night before. I was lying in my bed, listening to put it on the radio, and uh, Ma- was it Machiavelli scored first? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Machiavelli scored. And then I was uh, and then I drifted off to sleep, and then I woke up. I couldn't believe it. Absolutely <laughs> brutal. Here, uh, Paul Thompson, how you doing, Paul? Um, okay, Lawrence. Thanks. Uh, thankfully, uh, didn't have Rangers radio on the day, so I wasn't aware of the score. Uh, what did you do? Ah, well, you neither of you are going to the game, obviously. I, what did you do, uh, Remy? Yeah, believe it or not, I went for a walk. To I, I went for a wander. Uh, ended up in uh, Loch Winnock and then just get the train back. Well, you walked from where to Loch Winnock? Yeah, Johnson. Took oh. the car out and just get the train back. Six miles or something. I just wanted to get out and get uh, some fresh air. The weather was okay and I just... Bored out my tits to be honest, fed up watching boxes. Just wanted to do something. Uh, Paul, what about yourself? Uh, well, my wife's away for the weekend, so I, I, if she's listening to this, I've done all the housework. <laughs> that's, that's, that is brutal. Here, uh, we're going to try and do this every day as a public service. I, I don't know uh, if there'll be enough to keep it going, but uh, little bits and bobs of news, we'll just go through them. I, I guess. We'll just catch up in the last two or three days. Um, I don't. Well, I mean, you might guys may be able to tell me something different, but really, nobody knows what's happening. I think there's a SPSL, SPFL meeting tomorrow. There's a UEFA video conference. I hope that's better than our Skype connection. By the way, a, there's a video con- a UEFA video conference with I think fifty. Is it fifty uh, national organisations uh, to discuss to discuss what to do? I think uh, they're going to cancel. Oh, sorry, postpone. I'm learning the difference between postpone and cancel uh, this last week. Uh, they're going to postpone the uh, European Championships this summer, push them back next summer. That should give uh, the leagues a bit of flexibility. Uh, uh, but even in the context of having flexibility, who knows? You know when this uh, whole thing will calm down and uh, stuff will start again. I, I think China has been three months. Assuming uh, three or four months, that would be June before we even contemplate having a game of football. Um, is that a fair summation, uh, Paul? Yeah, I, I think at the moment, certainly timing-wise, none of us know what's going on. Uh, and yeah, there's all assumptions of what's gone before and, and what might come after in terms of the health side of it. Uh, I guess from the football side of it, we should get a little bit more clarity this week, uh, probably from the, the, the EFA meeting more than the SPFL meeting. <laughs> I, I actually don't mean that as any criticism of the SPFL. I don't know if you picked up, uh, it was one of the 
one of the articles, I can't remember, there's been so many uh, this week, sort of good ones by some of the English journalists, but they were actually very complimentary about the, the Scottish input into the decision-making last week. Apparently Scotland were a lot more proactive in terms of the footballing authorities around the, you know, getting to the postponement stage than the English were. Uh, I think the Scottish, to be fair to them, the, the Scottish authorities were were trying to take the common sense approach, which a number of us were advocating by sort of middle late last week. It seems like the English were out on their own in terms of wanting to continue. So uh, that was quite an interesting snippet because I, I think we, we automatically assume that the SPFL and the SFA will be bumbling along in the background somewhere. But uh, it seems with that stuff, they were actually quite proactive. So, you know, credit where it's due. It was a bit odd though, Paul, watching that uh, the game at Ibrox on Thursday night. That just seemed like utter madness. Aye, uh, it was, but you know, from the perspective of who decided that game went ahead, that was UEFA. You know, it's UEFA and the Scottish government uh, were the two that, that that wanted, for whatever reason, to to let the games go ahead on Thursday night. Uh, you know, I'll give the SPFL and the SFA a pass on that particular one, but yeah, it was. Knowing what we knew by that point about what was going on, it just seemed really weird. But it was quite funny how it finished all the same. No, when I said madness, I meant playing Edmondson at centre half. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been practicing that one? No. <laughs> it just <laughs> it just came to me when he was talking, Rem. I. Uh, right, again, there's been a lot. I've decided to start, well, apart from obviously my pals, but just muting and blocking people who appear in my timeline, uh, discussing what should happen uh, with the leagues. I, I mean, if your view is none of the, if your view is anything other than none of this really matters, uh, I'm not sure I really want to listen to your view. But having said that, uh, I suppose we should. Uh, I, I mean, I suppose we should. Uh, have a quick discussion on it. I mean, you see the Alex Ray, did he? I think he, I mean, again, who knows, he's just kind of at it. I, although I saw that... Uh, uh, analogy was, apart from the fact his analogy was absolute fish. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. That makes it, you can't have a one-mile hurdle race across <laughs> you, you start there and you just go, fuck oh, well, and just move on. The guy's an idiot. Uh, I... Again, there was a couple of press conferences early in the week before it all shut down. Scott Brown, I, I, I think we talked about this, did we, in the previous yes, podcast? Did, yeah. uh, but Neil Lennon weighed in as well, but in a bit more considered uh, sense, uh, as you would expect from Neil Lennon. Uh, he, uh, he basically, if the league was called, then the, the title should be given to Celtic uh, and all the other, uh, you know, hearts get relegated or whatever. I'm not sure he addressed that. I didn't watch the whole press conference. A um, couple of precedents have been kicking around. One was a uh, Universidad. Is it Universidad Católica in Chile? I think they had uh, six games uh, to go in the 2009 last last year, 2019 season. Uh, called off because there, all the games are finishing in riots, and they were just awarded the title. The other one was uh, I saw Partizan Belgrade in 1999. Um, the uh, the, that was the start of the war. Uh, America started bombing there. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, they, uh, 24 games in of a 34-game uh, season. Uh, by the way, Universidad Católica were 13 points ahead, uh, Chris, uh, Remy. The, uh, but Partizan Brigade were only two points ahead. 
but uh, they were given the league. Uh, the only thing is, the the team that was pushing Partizan were uh, owned. They were owned by that. Remember that warlord, the Arcan character. I think he's dead now. Um, so there's a couple of precedents there. Uh, you pick or you take your pick on legal advice. It's flying all over the place. Uh, what, what do you think should happen, Ren? Well, the first thing is don't listen to a Hun lawyer. Um, yeah. But I, I, my, my preferred option, I think there's three options. One is you, you finish the leak uh, and you fix any gap, any, you can shorten next season. Second is you just, as you said, call the leak. And it has to call where it stands now. And option three is void the league, which for me is not an option. Why is that not an option? I want my money back for every game I went to. I guess if I'm uh, if I'm Daffabet or if I'm uh, uh, New Balance, uh, yep. hang, hang on a sec. If you're voiding the league, then you're voiding that that year of uh, the contract we've signed, so you're not getting your new Adidas kit. You're wearing this yeah. New Balance tap for another year. Well, what about your season ticket money for, for games that don't matter? Do you get it back? Well, all the away games you go to, you, you can't void a league that this far into the season. Especially when you know the league's in the bag. I do accept there are issues with relegation places if you award the title. And that's why I'd prefer that we finish the league if we can get to start again, say, late May, early June, you can play every midweek. The league, it can be over in four weeks. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody is coming at this. I mean, well, what do you think, Paul? Uh, I certainly yeah, I agree with the options. I think the, the thing around voiding it uh, probably goes wider than just... Just what you know, Remy outlined there, which is yeah, it becomes a very personal issue for the fans. But if you actually look at the void, and you've mentioned the contractual side at once, you've also got the football side of it, which takes you into uh, certainly the late end. It takes you into Europe and takes you into uh, and all the kind of qualification issues that come from that. If you void it, what do you do? Do you go back to last season's positions? Do you wipe the therefore wipe all the progress that Scotland's made in Europe this year and, and all the rankings and I'm sure other countries have went up and down at the same time. You know, it's it's not a it's not a season in Dallas we're talking about here. It's a, it's a sort of football season and <laughs> I I just feel probably finishing it's the ideal, right? Nobody wants it. We talked about this in the podcast, I mean nobody wants it the way it is. Uh but you know, nobody's creating this issue either. You know, it's not like you know any club or any association is is trying to you know trying to pull a fast one here. We're in a situation that's unprecedented globally, but I think probably the safest thing from a what's called litigation perspective would be if you called it, you you also halt relegation and you probably then go to the 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 league below and bring maybe two up or you know to keep it an even league. So for example, in, in the Scottish. Because that's what we're interested in, the Scottish scenario. That would be Celtic get the league, Hearts stay up, and Dundee United, and I'm not even sure who's second just now, Dunfermline. Inverness. 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 Uh, Dundee United and Inverness come up. What that then does is give you a decision to make for next year. Now, to me, if you've got a 14 team league, the easiest way to do it is you do away with your splits and you just play everybody three times, and you do that for one year or two years, and you can either have a you know, 
one up, three down next season, or you can have two up, two down next season, and you know, one up, three down the following season. So you, you actually over two years you get it back to the twelve teams. Uh, in that scenario, and if you run that down the leagues as well, you know, you, you do the same. So so even down at the bottom, you bring in one for the Lowland and one for the Highland, and uh, and you know, do it on a temporary basis for a couple of years. The only people who lose out in that scenario are are you know people who are challenging for the European places, and that's only going to come down to two or three clubs. Uh, I can't really see anybody going based on the precedent of previous years that the nobody below second in the SPFL has made an impression in Europe in the last twenty years. You know I can't see Aberdeen, Motherwell, or anybody wanting to go into litigation over that one. So yeah, it still leave a bit of. A, you know, an empty feeling to a degree, but I agree with, with Remy, you can't void the league after 30 games, that would just be absolutely ridiculous. The only other thing I was going to say, the interesting thing, I don't know if you've read, <laughs> I keep forgetting which paper, but it's probably, I think this one was independent today, but they were talking about the contrast between England and Scotland, and Scotland has a clause. I saw SPF it, yeah, I've got, I've got, it, I've got yeah. it on my computer screen right here, actually. Uh, aye, so, they, so actually Scotland have sort of planned ahead in terms of how they've written the constitution of the league and there is a, a it would appear on the face of it some scope for the SPFL to decide when the league ends where England are quite clear in their constitution that's you know begins and ends on the first day and the last day so you know I don't know if that's any precedent but or, or any kind of sort of legal assistance to the league but I think the the route of least resistance would be promote promote the teams that are in the, the, the top places, hand the title to the, the teams right in the leagues that are currently winning it and avoid relegation because I think it's avoiding relegation that's probably going to create most of the litigation issues. Uh, well, I, I'm sure Rangers will have a pop. Well, I don't know if they'll be able to afford it. Um... But, but, <laughs> the, fair play to them. You know, the, interesting that they, you know, they won the league finished but their fans are absolutely convinced they would win it anyway. Um, so, the... Uh... Find, why would you not want to, if you're that convinced, you know, let's just wait it out. You know, and I agree with what Amy says, if, if the alternative is we wait till, you know, you, you play the next, you play as soon as you can, basically, and the league, next season's league programme starts at a later date and you're into summer football for a couple of years, whatever it needs to be, then then that's fair enough. But, you know, I'd rather that than voiding it. That's, voiding it's ridiculous. Well, you, you could bin the, you could bin the League Cup sections. You could bin the League Cup full stop, to be honest. But you yeah. could bin the League Cup sections. So that would get you a month back at the start of next season. If you do go to your three team, play teams three times, Paul, uh, the one thing, I, the one issue I would see for next year on that one is that we would be at home twice in the, the Derby match, which would cause them Massive issues, uh, so you would maybe need to do it for two years, as you say. Um, but you can you can fix the future. Um, so I, my view is you've got to finish this season. The um, j- just for the in, in the interest of uh, of uh, finishing this thought, the this is the relevant sections from the SPFL rules C thirty. This is thanks to Eddie at Celtic Underground for posting this. Uh, club occupying position one in the league at the end of the season but shall be declared the champion club of the league and shall, shall hold the Scottish Professional Football League Championship trophy until the season's league complete competition is concluded. Uh, th- this is it. The season means the period of the year commencing on the date of the first league match in a season 
and ending on the date of the last league match in the same season or otherwise as determined by the board. So uh, that that that's uh, the passage that you're referring to, Paul. The, basically, yeah. the SPFL board has discretion when to declare the league uh, complete. Uh, personally, I, I hope we kind of wait this out and find a way, especially if the Euros are postponed for a year. That that buys up a lot of space and would take care of you know in terms of Champions League and all that. Uh, that would you know that would buy enough time, a month at least. In which to, I mean, in which to complete uh, all the domestic leagues. Um, that would, that, that would, to me, that would seem to be the, the best idea. But, as I say, it's, everything seems to change from day to day. Um, so, so we'll see. I, I, I mean, of all the options, I think the voiding thing it, it does, avoiding the league does cause the most problems uh, all round in every which way you care to think about it. Um, have we covered that? Is that sufficiently covered? Do you think? Uh, is there anything else we've missed? No, I think I think I think you know as far as far as it goes, that feels like that's as much as we can say in it just now. You're just just hoping that there's some common sense gets shown all around. I think that delaying things is an interesting point, Lon. So because you know we we don't know how things are going to be in a month or six weeks, but equally that's as much an argument for waiting out as anything uh, is to see how it develops because. If we do get to a point even end of May, June, where it's still not safe to let crowds go back, but it's deemed safe enough for the clubs to play behind closed doors, for example, you know, I'd, I'd be comfortable with it with that as long as the games are played. Um, I noticed, uh, well, Neil Lennon, I don't know if this is the case, I, the, 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 club, the training is uh, due to resume on Tuesday. I mean, that, that can't happen, can it? Well, they, they keep an eye on the medical staff, Celtic and at the other clubs, will, will know what they're doing around that. If, if, if that's, you know, if it's safe to bring them in, I mean, you, you suspect. I've, I've been up to it next time. It's a big complex. If, if they're going to, like for example, stop the other teams from training there, and it's just the first team squad, then they might deem that safe. You know, you're limiting your numbers. It's like going to your work, isn't it? It's like some people are going to have to go to their work regardless. Uh, yeah, actually, I, well, I'm over here in the states. I mean, I don't know. I'll give you a paint a quick picture here. Uh, um, I would say that um, in towns, well, I mean, I haven't been out much, but where where we have been, I would say you know we nipped out yesterday. Uh, I would say eighty percent less people kicking around than there was, and this is without any kind of instruction from the federal, state, central government, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, so, so there is uh, all sporting events cancelled, schools all closed. Uh, basically, it's it's like a Christmas day. Uh, I don't know what's it like over there, uh, Rem. Uh, well, I, I was out and about for a wee bit yesterday, and I thought there was a lot of traffic in the road. But I, I did go into the supermarket to get some shopping, and Jesus, I wish I hadn't. Um, folk, what the last days of the world, you know, just buying all sorts of crap, no, no, you know, no toilet roll left, which is just pathetic. Uh, I don't, um, yeah. It's mental. Uh, I, I don't know why they're doing it. You know, every pasta, tins, all gone. Um, for, I don't, I only buy a week shopping at a time. That, that's all I need. Um, and, you know, but I'll be 
I'll be picking and choosing my moment to go from now on because it was uh, it was horrendous yesterday. Paul, of course, it'll be worse on the east coast. I mean, it's just I mean, it's Neanderthal stuff over there, isn't it? Rem? <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> You, you could you could get toy rolls in my supermarket yesterday, so you know, we're civilized over here. Ah, but wait, I, I can't afford waitrose, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, uh, uh, no. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. As I say, all, it's all kind of up in the air. Uh, the other thing, I suppose, we should talk about the uh, the Paul. The it's a weird day to announce it. Uh, although I guess maybe if it was in the schedule, you just announce it. Uh, uh, just kind of crept out on Friday morning. Uh, Celtic signed a new deal with uh, Adidas. Uh, what's the what's the numbers? Do, do you know what? I, I, I think with everything else that was going on, I, I saw the announcement, but I, I, I had other stuff going on. Lawrence so Arden spent a lot of time looking at it. You, you know my fascination with grown men wearing football strips as is. <laughs> well, the, the rumor is the rumor is Lawrence is right. They've not released the numbers. Right? The rumor is it's ten mil a year, which I think is. Very much on the high side. Um, well, that's for five years. What did we? Uh, well, Adidas has a. I well remember back in I think it was the year two thousand, walking down a little town in California called Los Gatos, and there was a sports shop, and uh, this the one sports shop in this town, and there in the window was a collection of Nike shirts, including a Rangers shirt. That just drove me insane. The point being that you'd be astonished at the, at the, the spread. Uh, you know, Adidas obviously they have this you know global uh, uh, retail business. So I can go into San Fr- I can go into the shop in San Francisco, and buy a you know Club America shirt. You, you know, there's all sorts of shirts here. I think wow. So I would fully imagine that you know I'll be able to go into Adidas. On Market Street and buy a Celtic shirt starting next year. Now contrast that across the street is a is a from Adidas is a New Balance shop, and you go in there and there's two Liverpool shirts and that's it. You're talking about the yeah. English Premier League champions. Did they have a, a a Sports Direct one that you can get Rangers <laughs> one still stepping? <laughs> <laughs> And you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be surprised about the spread of the Rangers strip was a five XL. <laughs> here's an interesting one, right? Uh, just when we're talking about strips, right? Somebody tweeted yesterday that the week has to have details of your following season's strip for by the thirty first of March, right? So that could be another reason. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but dates might be important for certain clubs around uh, when you end the season and when you don't. Uh, there is that. Here, the other thing, the just finish off. Then this is our pal Harry Brady. Was it Harry Brady floated this? Or, no, I think it was Eddie again. Eddie's been very busy. He's obviously bored, floating out yeah. ideas. Uh, Celtic to take ten million and loan it to. Uh, loan money uh, to any club, any of the other forty-one uh, professional clubs, uh, 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 well, uh, league clubs who, who require some some money. Uh, this has been done before. I think that happened in Germany, didn't it? I think Bayern Munich loaned money to Bayern clubs. Gave Dortmund, Bayern Munich gave Dortmund money when they were in serious financial bother. Um, I, 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 I'm okay with Eddie's idea, but I would only be extending that offer to forty clubs. Really? Yep. Well. 
Rangers wouldn't take it anyway. I, I can't imagine they would they would take it. But uh, not a bad idea, though, is it? I mean, this is going to be Paul. This is going to be brutal for some clubs, isn't it? Even yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's so unprecedented times we're in. Uh, it would be good to see some kind of gesture, whether it's directly you know Celtic funding or whether it's Celtic waiving their rights to other you know you know the cut of the TV contract the what you get for winning the league whatever it is you know and that's redistributed it, you know the sums are are reasonable enough that we could swallow them but we know that they would be big for certain other clubs to to help them survive and, and help them you know kind of maintain particularly there's a lot of clubs out there that, that are doing a lot of good work in the community we've talked before about certain clubs where they're you know, community involvement. Motherwell was one that we talked about three, four weeks ago. You would absolutely hate to lose those clubs, you know, for any reason, but to, to see something happen like this, it goes right through society. It goes, I mean, we were talking about, my wife and I were talking about the other night about kind of local businesses. We know we've got some friends that are involved in, you know, startup businesses, that kind of thing. And it's just a horrendous moment for everybody. So I guess anything that can help would be good. Just to give a, maybe a little bit of insight, and this is real-time insight into what's happening with small businesses. You, you know I do this uh, this golf, literary golf journal called McKellar. So uh, we just got to... have never uh, mentioned it. Uh, well, not on this podcast ever. But the uh, but we were doing maybe... We sell 20, between 20 and 30 magazines a day. Uh, 20, so 20 and 30 magazines a day. Wednesday, the whole thing really breaks open. The story breaks open. Since last Wednesday, we have sold precisely zero magazines. Zero. In five days. So, I mean, it's not our, you know, it's me and another nice lad over in New York. We do it together. It's not our day jobs. It's not our, you know, you know, we're not, you know, we're not dependent on it. Uh, although we, we do... We do pay a lot of golf writers who get fewer and fewer um, um, sources of income. We're happy to pay golf writers a, a good whack for whatever they write for us, but uh, but we've we've sold zero copies, not one, uh, in five days. Uh, so good news. If that's that's my real time ins- insight into what's going on, can you imagine? You know all these Scottish football clubs, uh, Rem. It must be, uh, it must be brutal. I mean, what have oh, they got? What have they got to look forward to in terms of uh, any kind of income? Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, that, that, that's it. I mean, they've all had their season ticket money. Um, and the only thing you could probably do is say we're going to sell next season's season tickets. But how but, do you do that? You but pe- but but start, you don't have any games. But people are not spending it, any money either. That's I mean, they're done exactly. Um. So I think that's a really terrific idea. At the very least, uh, you know, whatever you get for what do you get for winning the league? Does, it, does anybody know? Two million, I think. So two, you know, two million in the in the general pot. Come on, uh, you would think, you would think that Celtic could do that. Uh, hopefully, a bit more. Uh, I don't know how, how much have we got in the bank, uh, uh, Rem? Thirty plus million. Right. Well. I think now's the time to put the old uh, shoulder to the wheel. Um, if a club needs it, then get, give them. I, I think uh, Eddie's idea was a maximum of two hundred and fifty grand. Um, so, what do you think, Paul? I think we need to do something. It's it's uh, you've got to have a league to play against. You know, it's as simple as that. You, you, you know, if we're in a position we can help, great. I, I know there'll be people listening to this who'll be 
probably quite against the idea, but you know, it's. I think we have to think of things slightly differently these days. It's 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 a different environment. It's an environment none of us, thankfully, have been in before. You know, maybe some of the very older listeners of can can sort of remember some of happened to them post war time and their families, etc. And it, it kind of has that vibe about it, but. You know, if, if you're in a situation where you can help, like Celtic obviously can, then you know we can find. I'm sure we. I'm sure to be fair to them, I'm sure they're thinking about how they can. It might not be necessarily what, what Eddie suggested, but there might be other things we can do to help. So you know, we've we've got to be kind of good citizens in this environment that we're currently in. Right, uh, I think we'll wrap it there, boys. Uh, as I say. We're going to try and give this a, a go, even if it's 10 minutes a day. We'll get some guests on. Uh, they don't know it yet, but I think Frances Taylor's getting... <laughs> she's getting the old... Uh, she's getting the call. Hey, uh, who else will we get? We'll get Fee on. We'll get... Uh, I saw uh, Stuart was... Uh, he's in. He was in Mexico. His gig got called off, I think, tonight. That's uh, off. off yeah. so, so he'll get he'll get the old call. Uh, and uh, we'll get Harry on. Uh, we'll get a bunch of people on and we'll just try and talk our way through it. Uh, I'm sure there'll be bits and bobs of news we can discuss. If you've got any uh, questions you want answered, uh, send them in. Uh, buy, them in buy them in Celtic. Uh, Paul and I have got our hands on that feed, so we'll funnel them through into the podcast. Uh, have I missed anything, Paul? No, I, I, I think that's, that's a good idea. We'll just uh, say pu- public service podcasting, as you said the other day. We'll do our best to, to keep it going for, a, for as long as, as, as people want it. Uh, Rem, have I no, missed it? Tuesday and then Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite interesting actually reading the, tw- reading the Twitter feed. There was quite a bit of cynicism about whether we could kind of sustain a daily podcast given our, our previous timekeeping, but we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. Right. Uh, all the best, boys. I'll talk to you again soon, Paul. Cheers, lads. Just Speak to you tomorrow, guys. Bye bye. Take